Hey friend, welcome to the Get Rooted in Health podcast. I'm Gabby Flater, a faith-led wife, mom of three, certified nutrition consultant, personal trainer, and passionate about changing lives. I know how frustrating it can be to navigate the health and wellness world. You want to be motivated to prioritize your well-being and wish you were more educated when it comes to cultivating a healthy home. Maybe you're a mom who's completely burnt out and needs a fresh perspective on life, or you're searching for a place to feel seen, heard, and encouraged in a godly manner. No matter if you're doing the dishes, getting your sweat on, or drinking reheated coffee while watching the kids play, there is always an opportunity for growth. If you are ready to finally take action about these desires and are ready to learn, grow, and transform your mind, then you are in the right place. It's time to establish deeper roots so you can enjoy a more fruitful and fulfilling harvest. Let's dig in. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Get Rooted in Health podcast. My name is Gabby. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. So glad that you're here. I value every single download and listen, review and comment, like and share. Everything matters so much to get this podcast out there in the world to more and more people so that we can change lives together, um, helping others live health, live healthy, live happy, and focus on what really matters in life and not getting caught up and lost in, oh, just so many distractions of the world that lead us astray with, it's, it just steals our joy, steals the truth, and, um, just what really matters in life and I feel that we can tend to get swayed and distracted so often so here we keep it real we keep it authentic and shine light on areas that are um, topics that can be confusing or just not talked about as much or just yeah coming and chatting um, like you would with a friend so that's why I'm here um, to help serve you guys and support you along your journey um, in all areas of life with motherhood or just being a woman, uh, you know, all the things that come with that, all the health things that we chat about, um, homesteading, sourdough, fitness, running, um, you know, I'm very broad here and we try to encompass it all and it's, um, wonderful and exhausting at the same time because it's so many things that go through my head where I'm like, I should talk about this, I should talk about that. Uh, so, I'm glad that you're here and I hope that you like the variety because that's how I tend to work is I like variety, I like to change things up and keep it new and exciting and yeah, that's um, what I've learned about myself a lot actually is it, it can be a weakness but it's also a really um, a superpower <laughs> um, being able to have um, that kind of a attitude and mindset and approach to a lot of things is it's just a lot of things just get happen or they just get done on a whim on a fly and I can roll with it I'm very flexible I love surprises I love um not knowing I do love knowing some things but I also do love no not knowing other things um and just the variety I like variety in life so my husband and I were talking one night and it was super funny because he was like you you are predictable because we were oh what were we doing um oh I was like how well do you know me like if I were to ask you like what's my favorite color would you know and so then we started like asking all these questions and then um 
he was like, you are pretty predictable. But, and then I was like, but you just told me that I'm not predictable. He's like, no, it's predictable to know that you're unpredictable. So, cause he was like, maybe one night you might want a glass of wine, but maybe one night you might want a beer. And the other night you might just want to share a glass of whiskey with me. And I'm, and he's like, so I know that you like variety. And I, so it's just super funny where he was, he's just like, you are predictable because I know that you are unpredictable. <laughs> um, so it's hard. Sometimes I'm not a, a super strong routine girl um, with many things where he is my Mr. Study. So it was a, a sweet conversation and it was fun to do for a little while, um, having those moments to connect. Because it's hard during parenting parenting life and all the things in life um, to actually like connect and check in with your partner. <laughs> it's like, oh, hello. We're not just roommates. We we actually are married and live together. No, but for real, we we are definitely um, just in a really thick season with little people, and um, want to give a shout out to uh, my husband who has, over the last year and a few months, um, been studying for a big um, certification for his profession. Um, he's an accountant, so he went and did his CPA. Um, and he was like, I don't know why I waited till now because I thought it was going to be hard with one kid. And then he went for it and we added a child to our family during all of it. So um, there are four exams that need to be taken. And so he's been studying. He's been from a tax season, which he's up early and working crazy hours for like three to four months. More like three um 80 90 hour work weeks and then he rolled right into waking up early to study for this to then rolled right into another tax season and took a break and then rolled right back into waking up and studying um for his last and final exam which he just took not that long ago and he won't get results for a couple weeks that's just how it works I it's it's how it works in that world I don't know why you know with digital world you'd think like you could get a result right away, but he feels fairly confident that he passed because if he didn't pass, then like you have to retake it and all these things. So I'm very much looking forward to just moving forward from this in our life. I know he is. It's a huge um, l weight lifted and I'm just so proud of him and can't wait to see what blessings come our way from his hard work, what kind of opportunities come his way. Um, yeah, I don't know what doors will open. Um, for him but I'm I'm just in awe of his dedication to continuing to show up he's a very academic studious um, person and so he has put in so much time and he definitely deserved he took the whole day off after this one he didn't with the other ones and he was like I just I think I need to go hit some golf balls or something I'm like yeah you go get some lunch I got the kids you take off work and go do what you got to do after your exam so um, the results will be rolling in here in August and I'm looking forward to um, we'll probably go out and celebrate and have a dinner date because that is worth celebrating for sure but it definitely takes two to tango it's you know like man just supporting each other's goals and making the house function everyone's needs met and um, yeah we're just both tired at night and we tend to get the kids to bed and then we just like chill the heck out on our you know we're like catching up on things on our phone or he's just reading things um and you know and I'm either in the kitchen making something or catching up on messages um on my phone or whatever and then we 
just watch a show and <laughs> it's like okay we need to figure out some new new habits here now that like his brain is not so mentally engaged and exhausted because once he's you know once done with work and studying he's on dad mode like that's you know, being on mom mode all day, yeah, we, we get it all the time. And he didn't have a break either. So I wanted to have grace in the in that season of our life um, to just be okay with some things that maybe aren't like the best habits to have. But you got to do what you got to do to get through some of those seasons in life. And that's where the grace comes in and the ability to ebb and flow with the changing seasons um, and the demands of life. So I sure don't know how I would have dedicated as much I mean I I dedicate my time and energy in different ways so you know just like I did with marathon training I look at it as that I was up at the butt crack of dawn getting in my miles while the kids were sleeping and he's out in the office studying and like that's how it worked and you know I would make sure I'd be back so that hopefully nobody woke up or he didn't have to take care of anyone to take too long of a break um and it really worked out well um so super super awesome um but we were both definitely burning the ends what is it burning the candle at both ends is that the saying yeah (laughs) so yeah but that's a little life update there um with with that and so now we're gonna just move forward with the rest of our summer being free of that uh studying and just uh, making these episodes here kind of more summer style just like kind of chill relaxed laid back um, informative life catch up, but also just not super long um, and in depth, because um, I am, you know, just creating memories with my kids and um, just a lot of unpredictable moments. And I try to get my quiet windows to come and record when I can. Um, and here we are. So I wanted to um, though spend a little bit of time on this episode chatting about sourdough. Uh, I know I've done an episode on that before which I can link to in the show notes. But um, I just feel like I, you know, I've been baking this for three and a half years straight, nonstop. And I even have my own failures and duds. And that is the beauty of sourdough though, is it has allowed me to embrace the failures, but keep figuring out how to move forward, how to get better. Um, And it's just been a really safe place for me to spend time in the kitchen and nourish my family with it. And it's just been a huge staple. Um, we make so many things with our sourdough starter. And with the changing seasons, your starter starts to act funny. And so I just wanted to give you a couple tips on ways that you can keep it healthy. Do you have to keep it in your pantry? Do you have to keep it in the fridge? Um, what should you be feeding it? Um, what about the summer months? What about the winter months? So um, now that we hit summer here in the Midwest, so we had a really, really hot and like or like a weird humid, like it came quick and then it got cold again and then it got hot again but then we had bad air quality from the can- the fires in Canada by us it was terrible it was like a haze and every now and again we still have lingering days like that um, and I just feel that sourdough starter is very touchy with the changing weather at least that's my experience and I've noticed that over and over again like when we go from winter to summer and the different temperature changes and 
um, it's crazy because I feel like I just heard someone tell me that they heard someone would sometimes just take their starter and walk through the woods with it. And I'm like, what? And they would walk barefoot. And it's like they were trying to get their sourdough grounded, like to nature and the earth. And I'm like, in a way, it sounds crazy, but in a way, it makes sense. Um, because it really does, the more and more you bake, the more active yeasts are flying around your kitchen, we'll just say. The more and more you bake, the more and more, like, the sourdough aroma and, and, um, I don't know, all those active living yeasts are just being used and populated and circulating in the, in the air and in your, in your bowls and in your, you know, spatulas that you use. And I don't know, it just, I feel like it kind of all feeds off of each other in this kind of like weird mother nature-y way. (laughs) And, um, so I noticed that my starter lately has just been like taking forever. So this is my room temperature one and it's been taking forever to like, grow like when I feed it and I'm like what is going on it's super watery and it takes a long time for it to like bubble and rise up and sometimes I've gone a couple days um a few days without feeding it and I've fed it and it's done great and then now lately it's like I need to feed it every day or for sure every other day um and just put some discard in the fridge whether or not I'm ready to bake anything because I need to keep it like fed and I I don't know so it's been seeming a little more soupy lately so what I've been doing if you bake sourdough um, and you know kind of what your starter typically is like I feed mine one-to-one ratio it's it's 100% hydrated so it's uh, um, in grams so it's not cup for cup Um, so I do usually about 100 grams of water to 100 grams of flour lately I'll do maybe like 20 extra grams of flour to give it some more flour to feed off of and less liquid because this warm weather is making it super like runny and so I'm wondering okay maybe I can just add a little more flour uh, make it a little less hydrated because it's just yeah I don't know feeling off so there's more more flour to feed off of so I've been doing that that's been working well Um, another thing that you can do if you're noticing some really stagnant growth in your starter is just get a clean jar and I just did this yesterday as I was like you know what it's been a little while let's dump some out and then let's save some and dump it in a new mason jar and then we'll feed it and I just did that and put a rubber band on it I'm just for fun I don't always do that just to see where the base was and it just grew overnight big time so I actually have a loaf rising right now um, that I will bake tomorrow morning and we'll see how well it turns out because I've been trying to bake and maybe I'm just not hitting the peak window like I thought it rose but it wasn't strong enough I don't know it it, it wasn't um creating loaves that were rising well like they were super dense and I'm like super like I literally had like three of them and I was like what is going on this is so frustrating so that's my room temperature one so I would just say feed it a little extra flour give it a new jar, (laughs) give it a blessing. Um, Some people will feed theirs rye flour. Uh, That is supposed to be a really good effective flour for feeding it. Um, I should have looked up why. But the rye flour is one that will be really helpful in feeding your starter um, for growth. Okay, so I just looked up a little bit about the rye flour and um, it just has a lot more nutrients um, in it 
and it allows um, enables the starter to quickly convert sugars for faster more efficient fermentation but however like if you're baking with rye or like your whole starter is with rye it might create a little bit more of a dense dough just because it is um, or like a lower rise because it doesn't have as high of a gluten content which is the same with einkorn flour if I know I'm baking with einkorn or some of einkorn flour it's not going to have as high of a rise if I just use all purpose because einkorn has a less gluten content so um, but the rye has a lot of other nutrients in it that it feeds off of resulting in just more of a sour taste and um, yeah just a really strong starter um, but again, it can be a little bit less of a rise um, when using the rye flour. So that's another option that you can try. Um, maybe if you just want to like kickstart your starter again. You don't have to feed it rye flour all the time, but maybe you just want to like give it some life and some nutrients and some good um, good stuff there. Uh, try that out. Um, see how it goes. And um, that would be, um, those would be some of my go-tos. I use, a, you know, if you're looking for specifics, I use a wooden, um, really firm wooden spatula spoon type thing uh, that I found and that's what I use to mix mine up. I will typically, um, you know, feed it after I use it to bake with. So like if I know that I want to make a loaf, say it's Monday morning and I haven't fed my starter for maybe a day or two, I dump some out to make space in the jar. So I dump it in a another jar um, because it's not active it's not going to create a rise because it already did and then it fell and so I'm dumping out the discard into a jar that I just keep in my fridge for when I'm ready to use it for other things because it is already a fermented product and I don't I don't have to waste it if I can use it in other recipes which I do and I talk about that in my other episode on sourdough but then that morning I will feed it the 100 grams of flour and 100 grams of water and it can take four to six hours for it to rise and it could rise real fast on the lower end of those hours if your starter has been well taken care of and well loved and fed um, and so I want to make sure that it's ready to go by the time I want to whip one up in the late afternoon or in the evening um, so that I can bake it the next day. So you kind of have to work backwards in your head. Like I want to know, I know I need to have a loaf made by this day or this time. So when do I need to have it fed so that I can whip it up by this time to be able to bake it by this time. So you're doing a lot of number crunching, time crunching, but it's worth it. It's become so easy now because now I just know like, it's not like numbers. It's more of like the day, like, oh, it's, it's evening. I'm in the kitchen. I know I want a sourdough loaf. I can just whip it up, um, because I know I fed it and yeah uh, the other option for not baking quite as often is using the fridge and honestly I do enjoy just relying on the fridge one I have both because I just like the challenge of keeping it alive and using it but the fridge actually isn't as hard um, and you can use it well past when you fed it last like I've kind of experimented but you have to stay on top of feeding it so when you feed so when you keep a starter in the fridge it's cold so it's slowing down the fermentation process allowing so it just takes more time for it to feed off of the naturally occurring sugars and yeast in there but you can take it out of the fridge cold and bake with it right away 
So you'll see all the air bubbles, you'll see it rise, but it's not going to be in that quick four to six window. It's going to be more in that 12, um, maybe 14, 16 hour window, depending on how healthy and strong it is. Um, so I keep a jar in there as well for a backup or like if I know that I'm going to be baking multiple loaves for different things or for people <clears throat> that have requested them, I will make sure that I have those, um, both my room, room temp one available and the one in the fridge um, available. So I just like to experiment and see what works. I've definitely gone, it's crazy. I feel like I've fed it maybe five days prior to then using that same exact starter because I looked at it and I was like, this still looks super bubbly and air, like there's air pockets all over this. And I opened the jar and there's that little um, poof because it was releasing the gas that had built up. And I'm like, I feel like this is still a really healthy starter and I didn't feed it recently, but I'm going to try it. And I had beautiful loaves. Um, now, is that always the case? No. Um, so there, there are a lot of, there's a lot of wiggle room with it. Um, and if you stay on top of feeding that that fridge starter, at least once a week, even if you don't bake with it, you could like feed it and bake with it whenever you want in the week. At least if you've given it the twelve plus hours to to ferment and and you know do its thing since feeding it. Um, but you could go a week and then decide to bake with it I mean that's been my experience but you know you got to play around with it so if you want more to bake on a once a week schedule you don't always want bread around or not everybody likes it or you just can't stay on top of it because you have a busy life hey I get it you don't have to baby a room temp one you can keep one in the fridge and have amazing success Um, there's no right or wrong they're both my mom actually keeps hers in the fridge all the time which honestly I should I should just do that and just acclimate mine both to the fridge but um again me I just like the challenge I like to see what works for the room temp one and what works for the fridge starter um and then I'm better able to help you guys and and what you um and what you want to do so that you know I can kind of figure that out for you so the the fridge one definitely is a great backup one you can create starters from your starter so if you just want to have like four jars going at a time you can pull a little pull you know a few tablespoons out put them in a jar and feed that and you'll have now two jars and then you could multiply that into a third jar um so I was doing this definitely when I was selling sourdough as I definitely need to needed to make more and more jars um of starter or I just was going to have one giant jar of starter and it yeah so you can play around with it you could see what works best for you. Um, again, there's no right or wrong, but I wanted to give you a, key, a couple um, just ways of restarting, reviving. Sometimes your sourdough starter can have a water, a layer of water or like an orange or a gray tint hint on it. Don't worry about it. Scrape it off. Dump it out. Don't dump all of it out because everything below is still good. And just feed it. And maybe you need to feed it again. And, you know, if you haven't paid attention to it for quite some time, just keep feeding. Dump some out. Feed it again. Dump it out. Feed it again. And once you start to notice that it is growing f- at a faster rate every after every feeding, you have gotten it back to a great place. And if it has that, like, sour, sweet, yogurty smell, that's perfect too. That's definitely what we're looking for. Um, I've definitely smelled some people's that smell like paint thinner. Um, no thanks. I don't want chemical smelling 
that's not what it's supposed to smell like. So it's just supposed to have like a sweet yogurty, a little bit of a sour, tangy, yogurty smell. Um, and yeah. So I hope that this helps with any sourdough baking that you're doing or a starter that you're trying to um, keep alive with the changing weather and seasons um, because it definitely is a real thing and it does happen. So I um, just keep learning as I go as well and um, trying new things and um, researching when I can and just learning from my mistakes sometimes that's just how you gotta how you roll with it so sometimes those dud loafs I cut up and we use them for french toast or I make them into croutons or sometimes I just I've just tossed it because I'm like it's not I don't really want to eat this I don't want to make my kids eat this um so you know but you don't really have to waste them it's um you know definitely doable to make some other recipes with it and every Every um, loaf is a, is a chance to learn, right? So uh, if you have any further questions on your starter or, you know, other tips or things that you want to learn more about, uh, just feel free to shoot me an email or a message and I'm happy to touch on that and um, help you along on your journey. Again, I've done an episode on that. I share a lot on my Instagram um, about what I've done. Um, I think I have a blog post up on my website about... Um, just the recipes that I use, a little bit of my method, some of the equipment um, that I do have but that you don't have to have. Um, And yeah, anything to help you get baking. Um, I used to be super intimidated by bread and yeast especially. And now I don't really use yeast. I just use the sourdough, which is the the yeast um, itself that causes the rising. And I have become more of an expert in that and have a lot of success um, but also some failures along the way which is okay um, but I, I've loved it I've grown in confidence in it and I love getting to watch other people um, grow in confidence in in their sourdough journey um, because it's a neat way to be in your kitchen make nourishing food and it's just incredible what you can make from flour salt and water and then your fermented starter and that's it and and you could live on that <laughs> I don't know the last time I bought like a loaf of bread like I I buy like regular hamburger buns and things like that for our family um because I don't don't always have the time or energy to make it all all the time but we just eat sourdough um have a lot of other sourdough flavored things and that's our jam so I hope that this was helpful and if you know of anyone who does bake sourdough um feel free to shoot this their way hopefully it helps them just as a few restarting tips, uh, reviving tips, and yeah. So happy baking, and again, if you have not left a review for the show, go ahead and just stop this episode when it is over. Scroll down on my show, and you can see that you can leave a rating and review. Um, So if you are willing to leave an honest rating and review, it means the world to me uh, and helps this show get more viewers. All right, guys, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.